0: Sask Egg Today is brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Future Ford is your automotive expert. From sales to service, they're the ones you can trust to get you rolling again sooner. Sask Ag Today with Doug Faulkner.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to Sask Ag Today. Coming up on today's program, today through Sunday has been proclaimed as Agriculture Week in Yorkton. By the Yorkton Exhibition Association and the Yorkton Chamber of Commerce. A burning of the brand was held this morning as the city prepares to host the 34th annual Grain Millers Harvest Showdown, which starts on Wednesday. We'll have comments about that branding and, of course, the event itself coming up on today's program. A collaborative effort is being made to conserve grasslands across the country. The Canadian Cattle Association, Ducks Unlimited Canada, and the Nature Conservancy of Canada created the Grasslands Conservation Initiative, and we will hear from Vice President of the CCA, Tyler Fulton, on that. An international conference aimed at growing the plant-based food and ingredients sector will take place in Toronto next April, The event, called Plant Forward, is being hosted by Protein Industries Canada, Pulse Canada, and Plant-Based Foods of Canada. We will hear from CEO of Protein Industries Canada, Bill Gruel, on that. So all of those stories and much more coming up on today's edition of Saskag Today. But first, it's time for the Agriculture Outlook with Precision Weather. And that's a presentation of Milligan Bio. Milligan Bio now offers BioMeal for your livestock, giving your animals more protein, more energy, and more of what they need. It's also brought to you by Sean Prahitka, your Remax Blue Chip Ag Division special. Welcome back to Saskang today. Today through Sunday has been proclaimed as Agriculture Week in Yorkton by the Yorkton Exhibition Association and the yorkton chamber of commerce a burning of the brand was held this morning as the city prepares to host the thirty-fourth annual grain miller's harvest showdown which starts on wednesday chamber executive director juanita kicked
2: off the festivities. Harvest Showdown is a great economic driver to the city of Yorkton, and the Yorkton Chamber of Commerce is pleased to be able to join with the Yorkton Exhibition Association in uh, undertaking this event and helping to promote Harvest Showdown. So our guest branders today are our Vice President for the New Yorkton Exhibition Association, Lyle Walsh, our Mayor, Mitch Hipsley, and and uh, our President of the Yorkton Chamber of Commerce, Vanessa Andres. And our guest brander today is Brian Burns. Brian has been a former director of the Yorkton Exhibition Association and involved in Harvest Showdown and a rancher from north of Springside. And we're very pleased that Brian could be our guest and mystery brander today.
1: After burning the brand, Brian Burns noted he was a volunteer at the first Harvest Showdown in 1989, I knew it was going to be successful. It was a great
3: concept, something that uh, the area needed for sure.
1: He tells us why the show has been so successful over
3: the years. All volunteers, yeah, I think the directorship plus all the volunteers make it possible for sure.
1: Burns says the strong agriculture industry in the area also contributes to the show's success.
3: Yeah, the yeah, Yorkton area is a strong agriculture area. I think that's, there's a great combination of all types of agriculture from livestock to crops and and I think this is show showcases it all.
1: He notes the combination of livestock shows and grain shows at Harvest Showdown make it a big attraction.
3: No, that's true, yeah. I'm a little biased, I'm a more of a livestock person, but we do grain farm at home too, so it's it's all important.
1: Yorkton Exhibition Association manager Bob uh, Barb Weis then got into what's planned for this year's show.
2: Oh, well, we've got an exciting week lined up, and, um, you know, uh, the Orchard Exhibition is very proud to host this premier agricultural event. Um, we have our commercial grain forage and pedigreed seed show, one of the last remaining in the province. We have just a, um, a week full of events. We have the chore team competitions, stock dog competitions, horse pulls, ranch rodeo. We have our mosaic education school tours so we'll bring in about a thousand students grade four and grade seven uh, to learn all about agriculture where their food comes from um, and how our producers put our food on our plates Um, so we're excited about that we have of course PBR coming Friday and Saturday evening again this year Uh, tickets are almost sold out so get get your tickets soon and uh, then we have our commercial Uh, Cattle and Futurity Cattle Show on Friday and Saturday with our commercial cattle sale Saturday afternoon. So some of the area's top producers will be here, Um, also our FCC Breeders Alley, so producers showcasing their herds. So we invite everybody down to the Agri Pavilion to check out Breeders Alley and the Commercial Cattle Show.
1: She notes that they've added a new Cattlemen's Award this year.
2: We do. So um, last year we started the Young Rancher Award, um, so just highlighting a young rancher um, in the area. So we accept nominations and then we have a committee that makes a selection, similar to the commercial grain where we have uh, the Pretty farmer easy. recognition. That's correct.
1: Woytus notes they're putting the final touches on preparations for Harvest Showdown, which starts on Wednesday.
2: Today's a big setup day for us, so we uh, we're in the arena setting up the panels, getting ready for our arena events. Uh, Federowicz Construction will be here first thing in the morning, putting the dirt in. Um, so we'll we'll get all those final touches done today, and then the livestock starts coming in tomorrow. Our school tour animals and uh, uh, you know our horses and and all the events, so yeah, it's a busy a busy day today and tomorrow just to get those final touches done.
1: As for the weather?
2: Well, we're getting it out of the way today, so I think the rest of the week, um, let's hope the temperatures look look good. You can't you can't work on the the field anymore and you know this is a, a chance for our farmers our ranchers to get in and and socialize and network and have a little bit of fun too so they've they've had a long harvest and they've worked work very hard and this is a way that we can appreciate them and hopefully they can have some fun
1: Yorkton mayor Mitch Hipsley was also on hand for the branding He says Harvest Showdown means a lot to the community.
4: It really does. It drives a whole bunch of people this community. And, you know, in a world where there's no more volunteerism, the Yorkton Exhibition epitomizes that that stays the standard and that's why it's such a successful event. And the fact that it's so many days long brings so many different opportunities for different types of priorities in people's uh, farming lives, you know. Hipsley notes Yorkton was founded due to agriculture. Agriculture is Yorkton, Yorkton is agriculture, and and the world is starting to discover us even more. We've always known that in the province, but now, of course, it's becoming a huge trading market area for the world, basically. It's not just Canada, it's everyone.
1: And he wants to thank all of the volunteers that make Harvest
4: Showdown a reality. I just wanted to uh, make a note of congratulating the Yorkton Exhibition Association. I don't think people realize just how much, how many volunteers and what they put into this city on a regular basis, not just this weekend, but throughout the whole year. So we're really, really grateful to have such exceptional citizens here. The
1: 34th annual Grain Millers Harvest Showdown runs this Wednesday to Saturday here in Yorkton. It's time now for the Ag Review portion of our program, and that's a presentation of New Era Ag Technologies in Swan River. GX94 Ag Review. After a seven-day strike, Unifor announced last night that it reached a tentative agreement with the St. Lawrence Seaway Management Corporation during mediated negotiations on behalf of Ontario and Quebec members engaged in strike action since last Sunday. The uniform striking workers were from the 13 Canadian locks, but not the two U.S.-based locks. Given that all the locks operate as a single system, any closure suspends operations of the entire system, as happened over the past seven days. This was the first strike-related mid-season closure of the St. Lawrence Seaway since June of 1968. Details of the tentative agreement will first be shared with members and made public once an agreement is ratified. A vote will be scheduled in the coming days. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has announced a three-year carbon tax exemption for home heating oil and higher carbon tax rebates for people in rural areas. Measures, he said, were intended to bring relief amid soaring costs of living. Trudeau's Liberal government has implemented a price on carbon to combat climate change, but some lawmakers in his own party have called for changes to the scheme, in particular in Atlantic Canada, where a disproportionate number of households use oil to heat their homes. Trudeau, noting the impact of high inflation, said fighting climate change must be done while supporting all Canadians. The pause on the carbon tax on heating oil will begin in 14 days in provinces where the federal fuel charge applies, while the higher rebates for individuals and families in rural Canada will start in April of 2024. CN and CPKC rails supplied a combined 88% of hopper cars ordered in Grain Week 12, a slight improvement from the 86% order fulfillment performance seen the previous week. The uptick in performance reflects a decline in performance for CN and improved performance for CPKC. In supplying 85% of hopper cars ordered on time in week 12, CN saw performance decline somewhat from the 89% order fulfillment performance they posted in week 11. CN performance remains below the 90% performance threshold for the 8th consecutive week and for the ninth time in the last 10 weeks. CPKC performance improved with the railway supplying 91% of shipper orders in week 12, an improvement from the 83% order fulfillment performance in week 11. CPKC performance returns above the 90% threshold for the first time in three weeks. For the fourth time in less than a week, avian flu has been detected at a commercial poultry operation in the Fraser Valley of BC. The Canadian Food Inspection Agency says an infection was identified Thursday at a farm in Chilliwack. An outbreak was reported last Wednesday at a commercial operation in Abbotsford, and the agency says two other Chilliwack farms were quarantined and their flocks euthanized earlier in the week. The outbreaks are the first since April when infected wild birds migrating north were blamed for spreading the disease in B.C. and in many other provinces across Canada. Ukraine's Deputy Prime Minister has denied reports by Ukrainian and British firms that the new Black Sea Export Corridor has been suspended. The kiev Beast Barva Invest Consultancy, British security firm Ambry, and a specialized outlet Ukrainian Ports reported that Ukraine had suspended use of the corridor due to a possible threat from Russian warplanes and sea mines. Ukraine has been using the corridor to try to revive its seaborne exports without Russian approval, defying threats from Moscow, which quit a UN-brokered deal in July that had allowed some food exports to flow despite the war. Barva Invest, which specializes in Ukraine's agriculture sector, said a de facto suspension had already been in place for two days at the behest of Kyiv's military, which had cited a threat from increased Russian Air Force activity. And be sure to listen to the latest Saskag Today podcast. It's brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Please stay tuned. Saskag Today will return right after this. Welcome back to Saskag Today. I'm Doug Falconer. It's partly cloudy and minus six degrees in the Yorkton-Melville region. I'll have your complete weather details coming up at the top of the hour. A collaborative effort is being made to conserve grasslands across the country. The Canadian Cattle Association, Ducks Unlimited Canada, and the Nature Conservancy of Canada created the Grasslands Conservation Initiative. Vice President of the CCA, Tyler Fulton, says it's geared to the ranching community
0: and the way it would kind of work is there'd be short-term agreements medium-term agreements and long-term agreements with typically ranchers to you know support them in their operations and really paying for the biodiversity and the, the habitat conservation outcomes that you know that are kind of perfectly correlated with cattle on the landscape
1: Fulton says they want the federal government's involvement with the initiative.
0: What the federal ask is is about $175 million per year for the next five years. The idea is to have a pilot program that really addresses the the issue. I I think the the real difference maker here is that part of the plan includes uh, a short-term agreement. So it, it could be, you know, three to five years that says, if you maintain the pasture in its current form, let's say you're not draining it or, uh, or and not breaking it, we know that there's great conservation outcomes that, that come from that. And so as a result, we're willing to pay you to maintain that that great habitat.
1: He also says it makes sense Ottawa should join because they've been public about preserving grasslands,
0: the idea is to kind of work, you know, as a broad group. Obviously, the cattle organizations have, you know, have an influence on this, but uh, the the conservation groups obviously do as well, and and the federal government uh, they've made very public their their targets on biodiversity and uh, and on percentages of the land of the Canadian landscape that they'd like to have conserved and so i think this is this is really an opportunity um to address this problem head-on
1: paul thoroughgood is the national manager of sustainability with ducks unlimited canada and he farms in the moose jaw area he says grasslands have several environmental benefits.
3: We'd be remiss not to start with the benefits to to our one partner the Canadian Cattle Association that it's the primary food source for Canada's beef herd and you know the source of uh, a lot of you know healthy nutritious food. So that's the immediate value or asset from from the rancher's perspective. Um, happily from a conservation perspective, um, native grasslands because they are so diverse you know there's hundreds or thousands of different species out in a uh, grassland of of grasses and forbs and and that sort of thing so it, it it's a home to Insects, you know, including pollinators and mammals and amphibians and and all that sort of thing above ground. And then when we look below ground, there's also a you know a huge diversity of a below ground biodiversity that many people don't really think about. And um, I thought that uh, one of the ranchers um, in the webinar that we had did a great job of explaining how you know the grass you see above ground, there's two three times that amount of biomass below ground, which is where the the carbon sequestration occurs that helps us. Uh, address some of our climate challenges.
1: The announcement of this initiative comes in advance of the COP28, or the United Nations Climate Change Conference, set for next month in Dubai. Thoroughgood says now is a good time to put this on the radar of world
3: leaders. It's important, we thought, to kind of bring grasslands um, to the fore and then let people, you know, think about them and, and, and reconsider them. Um, because often we... Uh, When you think about threatened ecosystems, probably the first thing that pops to mind is is rainforest. And not to diminish that at all, but uh, our grasslands in in Prairie Canada are also incredibly important and and something that we wanted to make sure that industry and and political leaders, when they got together, had had that on their mind and and considered it as a a nature-based solution for, for climate challenges.
1: The group's note in a news release that about 74% of Canada's native grasslands have been lost, so the urgency to address the issue cannot be overstated. Livestock market conditions. U.S. live cattle futures for December closed at 183.25 today. That's up 102 February live cattle closed at 183.97, also up 102. January feeder cattle closed at 236.87, up 117. March feeder cattle closed at 239.37, up 80. December lean hogs closed at 71.17, that's up 70. February, lean hogs closed at 74.37, up 87. And that's the livestock market conditions. An international conference aimed at growing the plant based food and ingredients sector will take place in Toronto next April. The event, called Plant Forward, is being hosted by Protein Industries Canada, Pulse Canada, and Plant based Foods of Canada. The CEO of Protein Industries Canada, Bill Gruel, says the first conference held last year had a good turnout of about 180 delegates and they're doing it again in 2024. In April, we're inviting the
5: world to come to Canada and learn more about what we're doing in terms of plant-based food production, ingredient manufacturing, and the growth of this sector.
1: He adds Canadian and international companies can attend we've got
5: participation from canadian companies that do both ingredient manufacturing and food production and as importantly we're bringing in food companies and ingredient manufacturers from around the world we've got a contingent of people coming from the netherlands from the uk and also from uh, asia mostly korea south korea japan
1: singapore as well gruel says a few speakers will address the conference Including President and CEO of AGT Foods and Ingredients, Murad al-Khatib.
5: Murad's got a great story because um, you know he's he's not like some people in the software industry. He started that business in his in his basement. and so he's going to be talking about how you scale uh, a business from a very small startup to a, a global reach. We've also got uh, other people. Um a, a gentleman named Michael Lyons, he's president and CEO of Simply Protein. They're an ingredient manufacturer. It's a small uh smaller startup company very similar to maybe where Murad would have been 15 years ago talking about his experience. Um we've got an associate professor from the University of British Columbia uh be focusing on on sustainability and we've got other people coming to talk about consumer perception and uh, all the things that a business needs to think about when they're growing in scale.
1: Protein Industries Canada will also be hosting tours of production facilities before and after the conference. So any of those people that
5: are coming from uh, outside of Canada, we're welcoming them to come to Saskatchewan uh, to tour, um, you know the facilities we have here maybe it 's an ingredient manufacturing facility maybe it 's just to see the the scope and scale of the amount of agricultural land that we offer. Um, we're creating opportunities for uh, international visitors to tour things like the Saskatchewan Food Industry Development Centre as well. It's one thing to come to Canada and sit in a hotel room and listen to the speakers. It, it's quite another to come out and see what's actually happening in, uh, in agriculture and ingredient manufacturing here. So we have had some interest.
1: Those attending have to pre-register. And early bird pricing is available from now until January 31st. We have people
5: pre-register so that we can make sure that uh, logistically we've got everything
1: to go. So uh,
5: there's um, there's a, a website called plantforwardconference.com that people can check out if they're if they're interested. Uh, pre-registration is a requirement because we have to sort out all the logistics of the hotel.
1: The conference will take place at the Weston Harbour Castle Hotel in Toronto from April 16th through the 18th of 2024. And please stay tuned, Saskag Today will be back right after this. Future Ford has been serving the Melville area for over 30 years. They focus on the future. Their staff are ready for what's to come. Ford Tech is changing all the time with new vehicle technology like EV, self-driving and more. Get ready to drive into the future. Why? Because the future is Future Ford. Welcome back to Saskag Today. I'm Doug Falconer. The Saskatchewan Equine Expo wrapped up yesterday in Saskatoon. At the trade show, one of the exhibitors was the Cowboys Caviar Beef Jerky booth. Tristan Fogel is with Cowboys Caviar based in Moose Jaw.
6: Jerky, we offer five different flavors, original, candy, teriyaki, hot and sweet and peppered. Our bison, we offer original flavor, and then our cowboy sticks, that is a pepperoni stick, we call them cowboy sticks. And we got three flavors there, smoking bacon, original, and honey garlic.
1: He tells us how he markets his product.
6: Yeah, so we sell retail, we're servicing just about 1200 Western Canadian stores now. Uh, If we're getting into those markets, it's going talking to independent stores and that, and then we use trade shows to help bolster the sales for our stores here. So it's marketing, we come to trade shows, we tell all our customers what stores they can find us locally, so it increases the sales at our local stores.
1: Vogel notes he has to source beef, from a federally regulated plant.
6: Yeah, that's correct. So we are getting all our beef from uh, our West, our federal slaughter plants in Canada. So it's all Western Canadian beef.
1: He then tells us how he makes his beef jerky.
6: Through an extrusion process, so it is a ground beef. Then we press mold with no casing or no filler, which gives you a nice soft chew. We're able to keep it soft and then shelf-stable for a year in our packaging.
1: Vogel says there's a lot of competition in the beef jerky market.
6: Yeah, there's a pretty large competition in between other companies in Saskatchewan and Alberta. When we were setting up BC, we even came across mushroom jerky, salmon jerky, so there, there's a lot there, but our co- the product sells itself. And that's my boss's biggest thing is our product sells itself. It's really easy to get into stores and get people buying us once they try it because we have a very soft-chew, easy-to-eat, flavorful.
1: He says once consumers find a brand they like they tend to stick with it.
6: You wouldn't believe the brand loyalty I've seen. I've gone to trade shows where I've seen people come in and they buy $600 worth because they don't know the next time they're gonna see us. They come in, they grab one of each bag and that and go, this will hold me over until the next trade show. So we bring a fair bit because we do move through a lot of product throughout shows. And then it's nice to get into, either vendors see us. We get to find stores that might be interested in us that contact us to set up later. And it works out really good that way. Like Candy, that is our best seller. It is unreal how much all of that we'll sell. I'll bring double of it, and we'll sell almost all of it.
1: Vogel says they also work with local community groups and charities.
6: Yeah, so we do have a fundraiser program that works with school groups, 4-H clubs, we get... And we're gonna expand, try to get more of that moving here, especially over in Alberta, B C and that we're gonna start going to contact more. But it's uh <clears throat> they sell our beef jerky bags for fifteen dollars and they keep five dollars of uh what they're selling, so they got five dollars of every fifteen that's sold.
1: He says it's worked out very well for them.
6: It's a very good profit for local groups there. Community is a big thing for myself, and that's why I really like working and trying to get more into the fundraiser program when my boss offered me to help with that. And it's one of the better turnarounds that I've actually seen and people have told me about for the groups. Good profit margin on it for them.
1: Tristan's next stop on the show circuit is the 34th annual Green Millers Harvest Showdown here in Yorkton later this week. Commodities update canola futures closed down across the board today January canola closed at six eighty seven fifty down five dollars seventy cents March canola closed at six ninety six twenty down six dollars ten cents December minneapolis wheat closed at seven seventeen and three quarters down two cents December Kansas city wheat closed at six forty five per bushel, up two cents December Chicago wheat closed at five sixty six per bushel, down nine and a half cents December corn closed at four seventy eight and a quarter down two and a half cents January soybeans closed at thirteen o seven and a quarter. Down 12 and a quarter cents. December oats closed at 403 and three quarters, up one and a half cents. And that's the commodities update. Please stay tuned. Saskank today will be back right after these messages. Welcome back to Saskank today. One of the key components of Saskatchewan Equine Expo was the trade show. John and Donna Rockefeller from Blackie in Southern Alberta had a display, the couple and their son own Rocky Top Designs. Their booth was full of everything from cowboy hats and signs to metal Christmas trees and homemade furniture made
7: from barn wood. We have our own plasma table and powder coating, so we find different designs that we like, and then everything's kind of on wood rounds or slabs. We have our own sawmills, so we make all the stuff on our farm south of Calgary, so find a design kind of this Christmas orientated, a little bit of agriculture. Yeah, just make it as practical and homemade as possible. He tells us who is involved in the business. It's actually my wife and I and my son just say work off the farm so it's uh, just one family doing all the work together. We try to not outsource as much as we can. That keeps our costs down and we're kind of proud of what we built.
1: Rockefello explains what his most popular items are.
7: Our, our little boot benches that we make kind of started out doing a bench and then had a boot holder beside it and young couple only had room for one of the two so I said give me a week and I'll figure out how to get the metal rack into the boot bench and it's been a huge seller for us and uh, we kind of start in people's entrance and then try to creep throughout the rest of their house. He
1: notes this is a busy time of year for him.
7: This is our first of the big Christmas run. We'll have seven of the next eight weekends doing Christmas shows and then follow a lot of the rodeo scene. Rodeo people, agriculture people are our kind of people. That's where we try to... So it's getting to be kind of a year-round thing now.
1: As for Rockefellers own farm operation...
7: We uh, rented out the actual land, but we still custom square bale and custom roll in the spring. So still very tied into ag, but not actually actively farming. It's not large enough to farm and make a living, so we've converted into this. He
1: tells us when he
7: decided to get into this business. This is about eight years ago we built our own kitchen table out of Barnwood. And, you know, people are saying, geez, that's pretty nice. You should maybe think about doing that. And started going to a couple shows and say now it's a full-time gig.
1: Rockefeller says livestock producers tend to be his best customers.
7: I, I think that's where it started. But what we're finding is a lot of the people even in the cities, you know, going down to the, to the Millerville and and that south of Calgary, we've got a really good following there that people that do have an ag background that appreciate furniture made out of 100-year-old barnwood or made with passion and has a little bit of story to it and uh, say we've got a really good following there so people that don't want to buy chipboard and and stuff they're throwing away in two years that they're handing down to family members like in the corner there's that 115 year old Singer sewing machine treadle with a, a fancy top on it and so you get a little bit of grandma's heritage and practical application all at the same time. He says there's a story behind everything he builds. For sure. I would say I know where 90% of the wood come from, and we have pictures, so somebody will buy a boot bench, and then we can show them a picture of the barn it actually come out of or the building it come out of, so we save a little bit of that heritage. I think that's why we have the following is we're passionate about what we make and and to be able to sit at the welding table at home or even here today I sat with a lady and and we discussed what the top of her sewing machine is going to look like that she's going to give to her daughter and we just sat for 10 15 minutes, and I, I listened to what she wants because it's not always about me, it's trying to, as I guess the artist, trying to understand what they want and then let me do what I do best after that. And so she gets to be part of the build, so she's really excited about it.
1: Rockefeller says his custom work business is starting to
7: grow. So, uh, no, I would say 90% is on sales but now we're starting to do custom actually large tables uh I, I say we got our pound of flesh back from our dentist we just made her a lunchroom <laughs> slash boardroom table so i can get my teeth cleaned for a while anyway but yeah we just finished a big fancy table f- for her so uh, you know dollar wise it's kind of hard to tell on the custom but i, I would say right now 80 percent is we build it and then the 20 percent is custom that follows mm-hmm. after that
1: He says he really enjoys the custom work. That's the great
7: part. You know, the gal today, she says, well, I've been looking for years for somebody to do this for me. And that's the enjoyable part is, yes, you can sell somebody something that's great, but to have them part of the build so, and you can hear them at Christmas, you know, in your mind, you think they're telling the story of where it come from. And we've had people bring us a chunk of their family farm barn, Mm -hmm. and then we do the tabletop. So. You know, it's really not about the money. It's only a few dollars either way. But when they're bringing you a piece of their family history and then I get to build it into something cool for them, you, you know it's staying in the family forever. That's the important stuff.
1: Rockefeller says he wants to grow his business online.
7: I always tell people we're way better at building stuff than we are selling <laughs> it. So uh, we, we do need to get a larger presence online. And I think part of it is you come to a show like this and a few of the people we've talked to today said, oh, I didn't know I'd be able to buy furniture there. And so they got to think, well, where am I going to put it? And will it fit? and And so the next year when it comes around, they're much more prepared for us. So if they could go online and say... Well, that was the piece i looked like or like the piece i looked at i think that will help us in the long run but we're, we're pretty darn busy so i don't know how much more we could mm. take on but it, it's it's obviously the world's evolving and we got to keep up and yeah. and uh, but then there's only three of us doing it my son's got a full-time job yeah. so i don't know how much more we can build <laughs> but i really do enjoy the custom and sitting with customers and letting their thoughts come to life that's really important
1: that's john Rockefeller. He owns Rocky Top Designs out of Blackie, Alberta. He was at the Saskatchewan Equine Expo trade show this past weekend at Saskatoon's Land Park. It's now 1 o'clock in Saskatchewan, 2 o'clock in Manitoba. Time to check the GX94 Precision Weather Forecast. For the Quill Lakes, Hudson Bay, Swan River, Broadview Musiman Indian Head, and Yorkton-Melville-Roblin-Russell regions tonight. A few clouds, winds west-southwest at 10 to 20, and a low of minus 14 degrees. For tomorrow, clouding over, winds southwest at 15 to 30, a high of minus 3, an overnight low of minus 8. For Wednesday, partly sunny, winds west-northwest at 15 to 25, a high of minus 1. Thursday, mainly cloudy, a high of 0. And for Friday, mainly sunny, also a high of 0. In the Paw, Swan River and Show Lake-Russell, it's minus 6 degrees. Dauphin is at minus 4, Brandon minus 3, Roblin minus 7. Regina, Hudson Bay and Broadview-Mooseman all reporting in at minus 6. Saskatoon minus 5, Indian Head, Winyard, Wadena, Kelvington minus 7. The Yorkton-Melville region has a partly cloudy sky, a north wind at 37 gusting to 50 kilometers an hour. 61% is the relative humidity. The temperature is minus 6 degrees. With the wind chill, it feels more like minus 15 degrees. That's your agriculture weather and that'll do it for Saskag today. For today, be sure to tune in again tomorrow at 12:15 Saskatchewan time for another edition of the program. It's time now for the news and sports headlines.
0: Saskag today has been brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Future Ford is your automotive expert. From sales to service, they're the ones you can trust to get you rolling again sooner.